Hello and welcome to the latest edition of the TetraCast. My name is Zach Reese. I'm your host. It is the July 14th, 2018 edition. Joining me today, I've got Chao Min Wu. Hey, what's up? Hey, welcome back. And I've got Adam Reese. Hello. Hello. So yeah, uh, we're back. It's been a couple weeks since our last podcast. Um, a lot of things have been happening since then. Of course, last weekend was Anime Expo, which we'll get to. Uh, oh gosh, hold on. I need, uh, Yeah, I've got like notifications. So if anyone heard that just now, ignore that. Um, but yeah, it's it's uh, it's been a heck of a last two weeks here. We got a lot to talk about, considering the fact that the previous podcasts were kind of light on news. And in response, we actually got plenty to talk about. Um, so without further ado, uh, Chow, I actually want to kind of start with you because, um, I don't know if you've been playing anything, but I know last we spoke, the last podcast you were on, you were talking about uh, that you would be going to Japan for a bit. And I saw you took a ton of pictures, which I appreciate because I wanted to see them. So, uh, this was your first time going to Japan, right? Yeah, it was. Yeah. How, how did, how'd that go? It looked like you had a lot of fun. I love that trip. I mean, I just can't get enough of the food, you know? The quality just feels so good, you know? Like, you just don't get that same stuff over here. No, it seems like it's a lot cleaner, <laughs> especially, like, over here in America. Uh, but it... you, just, you just get better quality for for less. That's what I'm saying. That's true, because it's weird because uh, you're, of course, from Canada, so it's having to deal with, like, the currency exchange. Uh, sadly, Canada's uh, currency is still weaker compared to the end versus us in America where it's a lot stronger. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But, you know, I, I found some good deals in Japan, you know, and it's like they have God of War. I found it used for 3,700 yen. So that's like $35 US, you know. And, that's actually less than 35 You know, the game's region free and you boot it up on your PlayStation and it has English voices and English menus, you know. It's like if you know how to import, you know, this is the way to go. That must have been awesome. And did you buy anything else while you were there? Uh, I bought Mercuria Chronicles 4, but I haven't booted up yet because I got caught up with like working with other projects. Of course, yeah, I'm exce- I'm interested to hear more about that because yeah, it's that's coming in September here, of course. But um, I'm very interested because uh, we got to check that out during E3. Me and Josh. Yeah, I was trying to find a Switch version that I found out. It's like, hey, they didn't make a Switch version for Japan. It's only PS4. And I'm like, I'm trying to find this version that didn't exist. Yeah, I mean, it was announced, of course, back when Valkyrie Chronicles 4 was first revealed. But they said that the Switch version would be coming soon. And it just seemed like they wanted to release it in the West to coincide with the Switch release. So that's that's why uh, you definitely don't see it yet. It'll be out in Japan later. around this, I think it's actually the same week, maybe, uh, that it's out in America. But I'm not 100% sure about that. Um, I got to try that version, actually, at uh, E3. And it wasn't fantastic it, you can definitely tell it's of a lower quality just because just like a uh, flat like a degree lower but it's still like probably my preferred way of playing that game i think just because yeah after my experience with valkyria chronicles 3 i, I prefer playing it portable so happy to see that sounds that's like be. every game yeah pretty much at least you'll get like remote play on your ps4 <laughs> if you want to play it on your phone while you're in the same network i guess that's i think the only time i used remote play was on persona 5 because I want to play on the PC where I need to take screenshots, and they wouldn't let me do any recording past July in the game. God, they still have that stupid rule in place, too. That's I don't. Know. That's the only time I ever used remote play, just because I needed some screenshots. 
Yeah, I've used it sometimes for like grinding out levels because there's something about being able to like lay down in your bed on your phone and just like play through some a bunch of like level up your characters while having something else on your computer or TV. So it's it's got its appeal. I don't I definitely don't use it that much though. But during your time since your last podcast, is there anything else you've been playing? Is there anything you've been playing though? Um, I pick up Little Witch. Well, I I was asked to do Little Witch as a guide, and that didn't turn out too well as you can see from josh's review as well yeah little witch academia yeah it's it seems like across the board even if you're a fan like i'm a huge fan of it but seeing the game early on you could tell that it was like this is it this seems pretty bare bones especially when you compare it to like another game such as like dragon's crown and things like that like this one felt like outside of some of the story bits there wasn't a whole lot and the scheduling stuff the fact that you could only do quests based on someone else's schedule if you can see them at school uh kind of hurt it it sounded like it, it drove me nuts because there's a lot of like events that you miss if you came at the wrong time and you gotta wait for the next day again and sometimes when you re- complete a quest you know because times keep repeating itself you don't feel like you actually finished a quest right yeah, I mean, that's kind of like what, what the original Shenmue was like. You know, if you happen to miss that person, uh, there was no way to fast forward in the first Shenmue, so you had to, like, just go to sleep, wake up, wait another, like, several hours of in-game time in order to see that person again, so... Well, that... you had to you had to wait until it was time for you to be able to go to bed in Shenmue 1, too. Yeah, so, and if it was early on in the day, that kind of compounded the problem with it, and that obviously upset a lot of people, but Little Witch Academia some very questionable design decisions uh but yeah there's some dungeons that were really bad like if you went to the mines i'm not sure if you have played the game right now but the mines is one of the worst design dungeons i've ever seen in my life was it just very boring or all it is is that you're in the cartwheel or a mine cart or whatever and you just keep you know going straight and as the game keeps going, there will be some direction change, and you need to hit the right keys, or else it just keeps going forever. Oh my god. Okay, so it's kind of like... What, what do you call it's, it? Yeah. It's completely automated. The cart is completely automated, but certain ways it will change directions, and if you completely miss the direction, it just goes back to a stupid cycle for five minutes, and it just keeps repeating itself until you get the right pattern. What? So not only is it on rails, but it's also trial and error? <laughs> Yes, that sounds because you, terrible. You have no idea. You have no idea which direction you're going. It's like no sign, no hints, no keys. You just gotta keep trial and error. Okay, that sounds like complete garbage, and I can see why Josh wasn't happy with the game. It's kind of bad because so Josh, uh, uh, he's not, uh, of course, part of this podcast right now, but um, he reviewed that game. He also covered New Gundam, the New Gundam Breaker game that he also didn't think fondly of because it basically was like a huge letdown compared to the games that came before it. Luckily, he moved on to Octopath Traveler, which we're kind of planning, uh, speaking of which, we're probably not going to talk much about that game, if at all, just because we're actually planning a, a special podcast uh, for that. Uh, we're going to give it some time, of course, so people have time to indulge in that game before we, we have like a long ter- a lengthy discussion about it. But that's that's kind of a heads up for people listening that that's what's our that's what our plan is and we'll have something for that soon. But did you I know you're also uh, kind of a Gundam fan as well. Did you get a chance to play that game? I think you did, um, right? No, I didn't I didn't play a new Gundam game. I'm not a fan of Gundam games, but I loved Gundam as the anime, the franchise, the books. I just don't like playing the games. Oh, okay. I, I wonder if actually you'd probably get... If you're a fan of that, I, I assume like you might want to consider giving it a try. 
I heard it's ten dollars on Amazon right now for the Japanese Amazon. Oh, okay. I was like, wait, what? No, that's not possible. But I think it was like, what, yeah, is it, like is it Gundam Versus Three is the one that people say you should pick up instead of this new Gundam Breaker game. I don't know. I just never get the feel of Gundam games. It's like they don't have that speed and momentum that I want from a Gundam game. You know, when I play Zone of Enders, this feels like Gundam to me. But when I play Gundam, it's like these Mobius suit moves so sluggish. They don't feel. Gundam, you know? Yeah, yeah, totally. That's, well, that's Gundam Verse is supposed to be more high octane, so that might be more your speed. Oh uh, yeah. Well, I, I, yeah, I'm sorry, I played I, the first one. Okay, yeah, that's that's kind of. I mean, I actually meant to say, um, Gundam Breaker Three is the game people say not to play the new Gundam Breaker, which is literally called New Gundam Breaker, which is not a good name for a game. It's like New Smash Brothers. It just doesn't make any sense. Um, yeah, I heard it's so bad. To yeah. a point that they slashed the price to like ninety percent off on Amazon, and people still won't buy it. Yeah, it was so bad that like I think they had to like stop people leaving reviews because it was so negative all the time, which is a first. Uh, to give you an idea, a new Gundam Breaker, like right now on Metacritic, I think it's got like at a forty percent. So a lot of people did not enjoy that game, but Gundam Breaker three apparently people enjoyed. So that's and that's also in English in Asia. Uh, so that's something people can uh, pick up on, I guess. Actually, I'm kind of curious what the price is. Okay, Amazon $130. That's actually not the not where you want to buy it. Apparently you can get it for 40. So that's that's probably worth worth buying instead. In any case, uh it's just been a little much academia for you though, mostly. Um no, I played some other games too. I've been writing a guide for Shining Resonance. For... We can talk about that. I actually reviewed that game. How how would you oh. think about it? I think it was great, actually. It's like, you probably look at it, it's like, this is too anime for me. I can't play this. But, you know, this game's actually, like, a full package. It has everything in it. It's a lot of fun. Um, It's definitely not, like, a great game. Like, not a perfect game by any stretch of the imagination. It's not a great game either. But it definitely has its own style to it, and it goes for it. And I think I appreciate it much more as a result. It's not... When you look at a game like this, you might easily try to compare it to, say, anything that Idea Factory or Nice America puts out because it has that yeah. style, but it's It I doesn't think it's look like, like high budget, right? You no. know, it, it looks like, kind of like your cheap anime game that's on sale, you know? But you know what? It does everything well, you know? It doesn't screw up on anything, you know? No, it's I would say it's a, it's a cut above a lot of those uh, type of games that, that are out there. And like you said, it does what it does well. And it's also helping that it's it's developed by MediaVision, uh, so like they obviously have a lot lengthy history. I mean, they're the makers of Wild Arms, so it's they've got a lengthy history of making some great games. And so they at least it's clear that they didn't have much of a budget to work with, but they try to do the much as much as they could with it. And you know, it's it, it is kind of weird. Like I I made the review, like I said. Um, there isn't a huge difference between this version and the original Japanese release. I found out because so. Uh, the whole thing is, of course, you've got the original mode, which is the way that it was originally released, and you've got the new Refrain mode, uh, which is new to this remaster that they did uh, for the PS4. But, you know, the only big benefit of the Refrain version is that there's two characters that come with it, and they're two of the villains, but they were already paid DLC in the Japanese, the original Japanese yeah. version, so technically this is just a spin. Like, it's not really new at all. It's just them spinning it out into its own thing. 
Yeah, it's basically all the DLCs are included because if you try to buy all the DLCs in the original PS3 version, that will probably cost you a fortune, right? So yeah. this is like the full pack without having to worry about buying all those DLCs. Sorry, thousand dollars, something like that. It, it was a huge <laughs> amount. Like they really got their costume DLC in there. That's that's for sure. It's like a Tales game. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's like it, it's if you put it in different terms, it's like original mode and DLC mode. That's kind of a, that's kind of the way it looks. Um, yeah, but I just hate how the game worded. It's like you should not play refrain mode until you beat original mode once. And I'm like, no. It's because the spoil there. I mean, not not to spoil it, but the the reason is one of the characters. I'm not going to say who it is in case people are curious. But um, it's because one of the characters that uh, plays an essential role to the original story joins your party, and they kind of spoil something. All you have to do is like wait to recruit them, and then that's not an issue at all, really. So well, I don't think yeah. it's an issue about spoilers because they had like no interaction with the main story, so it's like I don't think it should be count as like it's kind of ridiculous. Uh, but at the same time, the way that they approach it, if you try to get that person as soon as they become available, then you're going to be super confused. That's why like Sega put out those uh, blog posts on the PlayStation blog about. You should play the first version, the original version, before playing Refrain, but there's nothing at all significant about Refrain mode. There's not like a bunch of new story. People that are thinking that's the case are going to be sorely mistaken. Um, so it's probably for the best that you play the original version or maybe like do what I did and just play the Refrain version and just assume that that's that, going to be That's what case. I did. Yeah, because you need to beat Refrain to get the Platinum anyway. So I just kind of did that. Uh, for, for the I think the best thing they should have done, I think they should have just added the option to recruit them in the original mode at like yeah. the end of the game or something like that. Well, that would, have defeated, <laughs> that would have defeated the purpose of refrain mode, apparently, because that's just all it is. It's just two new characters with some new events around, the, around their appearance. But like they don't have any interaction with the main story once you recruit them. In fact, like I had a point when I had those new characters in my party fighting the same characters in a battle. So it's like this weird thing where they're fighting their twins. So it's it's just kind of silly. Uh, but, you know, even with that being the case, like I still, as you said, uh, found a lot to enjoy with this particular game. And I also mentioned my review, but it definitely fits that sort of summer vacation style, like that nice game to relax with. Uh, kind of like uh, Nintendo Kuni. Like guilty. Yeah. What do you call that term? Guilty pleasure? You know, it's a guilty pleasure. I guess. I mean, if if any case, I mean, like any JRPG is going to be a guilty pleasure at that point because that's all this is. It's definitely got. It's kind of like that Eternal Sonata game, you know. It's like that. It's very relaxing. Uh, it's a mixture of everything. Yeah. It's like when I start this game, I thought I'm playing a Tales game. The next thing you know, I'm playing a Breath of Fire game. <laughs> the next yeah. thing you know, it's a Star Ocean game. Yeah, it definitely tries. I mean, yeah, Breath of Fire. That's definitely it. Like some remaining dragon race character. It's it's definitely it's definitely part of that thing. Um, but yeah, for the most part, it's it's a it's a pretty good game, and I like the voice acting, Japanese and English, and I'm kind of had my I had a good time with it. And of course, we got the review up on the site. But uh, of course, you of course are just diving down into the deepest uh, details because you're doing a, a walkthrough guide for that. So uh, yeah, it's a pretty short game, but there's a lot of things to do and some weird ways if you want to do more. It's a 40 hour game. What? <laughs> it's not that short. Yeah. I know, but you know when you want to do the side content, the game actually has a lot of side content as well. Did you, know? did you do guides for Persona Five? I did. Okay, and that's like you spent like maybe a hundred, hundred twenty hours. That's I get the context of the fact that you're saying that it's a short game because you had to. Deal yeah, with when Avengers. I when I see forty hours, that's considered short to me nowadays. Oh God, you play Chrono Trigger. <laughs> when you see like, uh, Chrono Trigger is not even. 
No, it's like 25 hours for all the endings, so it's not... Uh, it takes me about five hours to beat it nowadays, so... Oh, if you speedrun. I guess if you go straight to the bucket or something like that, or the, the other but portal. I don't think I speedrun. I just have the game memorized by heart, you know? Yeah. It's kind of beat it so many times, like, oh, I know this, and I do this. Yeah. Well, uh, if that's the case, uh, if those are the games you've been playing, I mean, aside from that, like, I've been playing the new Star Ocean Anemesis, which is the new... Oh, the one for mobile? Yes, for mobile. Um, uh, that's obviously the first time the Star Ocean series has appeared on mobile platforms. I actually did a beginner's guide for that, which is also up on the site. Been having a really good time with it. You know, it doesn't really get too deep into the gotcha mechanics uh, like some of the other games that Square Enix has put out, uh, like Final Fantasy Record Keeper or a Dissidia or anything like that. I actually uninstalled Dissidia a while back because I just kind of got tired of not having any interesting new content to speak of. Record Keeper also seems to be on its way out. It seems like, you know, the the big game they're focusing on is the... Uh, What's that? Uh, Brave Exvius. Yeah, Brave Exvius. That's where they're putting all <laughs> no, their money. <not> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's where they're putting their their money into, and you could tell from that, like Record Keeper, it's like they're kind of desperately trying to get people back in, which is crazy because you know we were super high on that game. You but, could see uh, it from their E three presentation where they like said like, oh, for Dragon Quest, we got stuff for uh, Exvius. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They had uh, Dragon Quest eleven characters and other collaborations and stuff like that. You just don't see in other games. Mostly because Record Keeper is not really about collaborations. It's mostly about here are the other Final Fantasy characters, like, you know, when they brought in 15 as well, like Noctis. But Star Ocean um, and Endesis has already had some pretty great collaborations in Japan. Like, Josh did a video on uh, when Resonance of Fate was featured. And, you know, you can recruit those characters and they have the whole, like, you know, the aerobatic gun combat uh, was in this game and it looked amazing. So the combat itself resembles a lot of the more recent Star Ocean games, uh, like very polygonal 3D combat. uh, And it looks pretty neat. A lot of it is just, you know, swiping uh, the screen or tapping the screen and pressing your skills and stuff like that. So it's definitely built for mobile. Um, But they're also being super generous in all the different gems and full, which is the currency. Gems are what you use to summon characters and things like that and use if you ever get knocked out of combat. But, you know, they're they're giving a ton of stuff away. Uh, Immediately off the bat, you get a five-star character. You also get a lottery, uh, excuse me, a launch token that gets you a great five-star weapon for that particular character. Like, you want to actually get the weapon for that person that you, you summon um at the beginning because they have like inherent uh buffs for their skills so that that's pretty great um the art there's a lot of art to it as well you get to see all the different starship characters actually redone art maria looks kind of different uh we posted a picture of her on our twitter it's actually she's also in the beginner's guide and she definitely looks character different than her character in starship 3 so that was kind of interesting but once again you know it's being a part of the launch time and from what i've heard in japan it's also very much uh, a very generous game and i hope that they continue to support it uh and bring over those other collaboration events because right now it's a lot of you know this is like launch time events that are happening from what i heard though they want to try to catch it up as soon as possible to the japanese side of things but it was cool of them to actually bring this over and i'm looking forward to seeing what else they do it's kind of weird that we got this game. I guess it's not that weird because Star Ocean's more uh, memorable. But like, they didn't bring over that uh, Valkyrie Profile game. They didn't bring over uh, Sinnoh Alice, which is the Yokutaro mobile game that's based on the different you know fairy tales. Uh, they haven't brought over most of those different games. Uh, but they did bring this one over, so I don't know. 
they want to bring over some more established franchises. You know, yeah. they don't want to bring over games that, that hasn't proven itself. You know, it's sad. I mean, Valkyrie, Valkyrie Profile got that recent mobile port that apparently was a lot better than anyone expected. We talked about this in a previous podcast, but apparently it was really good, and so it makes me want to give it a try. Uh, but yeah, it's clear that that's the case. And of course, you've got Star Ocean Five only coming out last year, which is kind of crazy to think about. That was just last year, but uh, that, there's some recency. You know, it's it's in people's mind space, so they're willing to do that. And I, it totally makes a lot of sense. But I would recommend people who are interested in it definitely go check it out, give it a download, at least pick up all the launch time stuff so you can get your characters buffed up because um, it's it's actually, like I said, better than you might expect. And they're kind of generous with giving you enough stamina because you level up pretty quickly early on so you can get plenty of stamina to like jump on that. And since you have so many gems, you can easily replenish your stamina bar uh, and enjoy it that way. I wish it was more like Grand Blue Fantasy in that you don't have to use stamina to go through the story, but there's not much story in there to begin with. I think there's only like, what, two, three worlds right now, and you get through like maybe in a couple hours. So uh, definitely have to wait for more content to show up. So it's probably pretty bare bones right now, but they're being really generous to get the fan base to get started, I guess. Well, like I said, in Japan, they're apparently very generous as well. And so that's it's got a history, and it's got high gotcha rates in comparison to other games. Like, we're talking like 6% for some of the top characters. And in other games, it's like 0.06% or something ridiculous. So it's actually... Uh, yeah, I play a lot of gotcha games. I think, I think the worst one that I deal with is probably Katsuki. Oh, okay. <laughs> I heard there's a game that's even worse. Uh, I heard there's some, some even worse than those rates because oh, sure. the character you want, it was like 0.03. That's what it says on the percent. I'm like, how am I going to get this character? I would not play that game, honestly, because I'd be so upset. Fire Emblem Heroes has got its own problems. I think that's also got terrible rates, honestly, and that's what put me off that game so much. Well, the rates is actually 6%, actually. To be honest, in Fire it's all, Emblem it, Heroes, Fire Emblem Heroes, but you never get what you want. <laughs> it's like it, I hate it so That's much. Not, and it, it's actually pretty okay as a free to play player, but as a whale, you need to spend fortune. Yeah, I would say don't play. People Fire want Heroes. ten duplicates. Yeah, I hate that. I actually don't like Fire Emblem Heroes much at all. I don't know why. I actually play it, but I, I kind of stopped playing it hardcore though. But it has it has its good things too. Yeah. Anyway, let's what? stop talking about mobile games because we're spending way much too much time on this on this on garbage, so pro. on pure garbage. So, Adam, let's talk about something that's also okay. I'm going to start talking about a game that I've already kind of ranted about all the time, but um, yeah. you've been getting into uh, Neo. Yeah, I I started playing like I just I, I saw like people playing Dark Souls and all this stuff and just watching streams of it, and I said, you know what, I'm going to try Bloodborne because I have it like still sealed copy from launch. And I haven't touched it because I've been afraid of, like, getting into a game like that without any sort of, like, um, I guess I just, I'm not really good at those kind of games, but I still want to be good at them. So I sure. play them and I buy them and then I, pl- I try them and then I drop it almost immediately. And that seemed to be the case here with Bloodborne is that I just kept dying too often, especially in the opening area. Like, the dogs would just leap at me out of nowhere and people would shoot me and ugh. But uh, then I decided, you know what, I... Neo seems to be like I'll try Neo because like I know that Zach you played a lot of it and it seemed to be more my speed so when I did play it yeah it's more my thing like I don't have to worry about dying as fast as in Bloodborne like being overwhelmed as like that because I can 
the attacks are a bit more uh, quicker, and it's not as like deliberate with the motions as Bloodborne is. Like you yeah. don't have to be as careful as uh, is it that in Neo. And uh, yeah, I've just been picking up on that a lot, and I've gotten past the first boss. Uh, I've been doing side mission stuff, and I'm pretty, I'm doing pretty well in it. But yeah, I haven't played that much of it. But yeah. Yeah. Well, Bloodborne's the first Souls game I beat in, and the first Souls games I played. Yeah, my first one was, of course, Demon Souls, and I, uh, I think I beat that, and then I beat uh, Dark Souls. Uh, but it's, it's like uh, I guess Bloodborne is just the inability to guard, uh, well, at least have a shield, uh, at least for where I'm at in the game. It just I'm too used to blocking damage rather than evading it. Because uh, my timing's not great, and yeah, yeah that's just that's been yeah. I heard the same complaints from people that come from Souls games to Bloodborne. There's like there's no defensive options. And... You do mm-hmm. have, of course, an option to recover the health. Uh, I forget what the term is called, but the... it's uh, like kind of uh, what's it called? Re. I forget the word, Re-free? but it's it's actually, it's like it's like some uh, word that you get for when you like if if you attack fast enough when you've been a damage, you get your some of your health back or at least as Regain. much as the. Pres- Sorry. I'm gonna cut you off. But yeah, regain. Was that? The ter- regain. Yeah, regain. Yeah, yeah uh, it's just like when you get attacked in, uh, from somebody. If you attack quickly enough, and it's like almost like a counter attack, uh, you get some of your health back, and you get plenty of uh, healing items and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just easy to get overwhelmed in that game because they throw so many enemies at you at once, especially in the beginning areas. It's not like Dark's uh, Demon Souls or Dark Souls where uh, you come across one or two at a time, like. You come across a crowd pretty early on in Bloodborne, and you just uh, you have to be kind of careful with uh, how you approach it because they can all like kind of aggro on you and start going at you at once, and you're just kind of you're kind of screwed. Yeah, I mean, I played that around because it was a free PlayStation Plus title a few months ago. Yeah, and so I streamed it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was better. I mean, I, I got used to it because I was basically doing the whole like Final Fantasy XI, uh, Valkyrie Desert uh, Dunes kind of thing, where you're drawing like pulling characters to you and and fending them off one by one instead of taking the crowd. And you do get like those distraction. I forget what they're called, but the items you can use to pull people over. I don't know if it's like a rock or whatever. Pebbles. Pebbles, yeah, pebbles. Um, you you basically can draw them that way. But yeah, I got through the first boss pretty easily, but I haven't gone back since, which I I really want to. But yeah, Neo is definitely up uh, uh, your speed, I think too. Yeah, my problem with Bloodborne was that I got to the uh, underground area, or at least what seemed like an underground area, where you go down a ladder and you're in yeah, the sewers area, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah sewers area. I I died there, and I had to go all the way back. And since that was like, that just kind of made me turn off the uh, game because like. Uh, a game that doesn't like save at least like like even if Soulsborne game has like a bit more like a bit like a something closer by to like save to so I can get back to it. But having to go through all that again, it was just too much for me at the moment. I'll go back to it eventually, but right now it's like that's just too much for me. It's it's kind of crazy. You said you beat Demon Souls and Dark Souls. I have not played uh, other than like Dark Souls two. I haven't played the other entries in the series. Are they just more generous? Is that why you're saying that? Well, uh, Bloodborne, it's all attack, attack, attack. It's there's not a lot of defense options. It's oh. more offense minded people for Bloodborne and Demon Souls. It was in Demon Souls. It was more like uh, trying something for the first time and uh, wanting to beat it. And also, I had a good guide to follow. Whereas like. Uh, like I managed to beat a Red Eye Knight early on, the one that was on 
uh, for some of you that might have played it, it was the one that's like on the bridge uh, near the where the old king lives, or I think it was like something like that. And mm-hmm. I managed to beat him with like Solaris by just backing up and continuing to cast it. And uh, when Sawyer. it comes to Bloodborne, <laughs> yeah. I abused that a lot. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, with Bloodborne, it was um, you don't get a lot of ranged choices, at least right off the. There is a bow in Bloodborne, but that's from a DLC map. So yeah, and the blunderbuss. I mean, it's it's uh, so just to kind of recapture this because uh, it's something that you brought up before. But it's not so much that because in Demon Souls and Dark Souls, it's not like they have a, a bunch of save points either. It's just the fact that when you couple the the whole challenge, the the difficulty you were having with the combat. But also with all all the the amount of enemies you have to go through in order to recover your body, uh, compared to Demon Souls or Dark Souls, where it was far more manageable. That's what really puts you off. It sounds like, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just it's just the distance, like yeah. back to where I was. It was just too great. Like there was no shortcuts I could find or anything like that that would make the trek easier. Like I said, I'll go back to it eventually. But for right now, I'm just. Uh, I've turned my attention elsewhere. I played a little bit of Neo. I got past the first boss. I I like the combat in that and how I can. You feel a lot stronger. You can get. I've been beating a lot of uh, red graves. I guess that's what they're called. Revenants. Yeah. Yeah. The those those like for, at first they caught me off guard. Like, are these real people or are these NPCs? Some of them are. Like, I came across Kushibasawa. Yeah, uh, his, there's, there's, a, there's definitely a combo there. Yeah, there's a, yeah, yeah, some yeah. and some yeah. like uh, lowercase, and some obviously uh, players and stuff. So, uh, yeah, it's it's a. Uh, I think it's a. Uh, I'm not going to say a better game, but it suits me better than uh, Bloodborne does, at least at the moment. I'll go back, uh, but um, for right now, Dio suits me better. And other than that, I've just I haven't played much Final Fantasy fourteen as I was before, because, like, I guess I've just been kind of burned out on it, because I got every character class to level 30, and that kind of just kind of, that kind of um, milestone <laughs> of, because, uh, like, after you get, like, to 50, 60, 70, uh, it boosts the experience gains of any, like, lower class characters, so I just used that, and I got to a milestone of everyone at 30, so I unlocked their second, their uh, disciple of war and disciple of magic jobs or second jobs, uh, and uh, after that, I just decided like, okay, I reached that. Uh, I feel like playing something else now. That ma- that makes sense. I mean, it's uh, that's just the same as what the Alpha and the um, the free version of that game. The yeah. fact that you can get to level thirty, but you get of course access to was, the other classes. I think they boosted that to forty. Didn't that's they? right. Yeah, they did actually. Or was it thirty? I don't know. But yeah. Anyway, yeah. Other than that, just uh, lately, since Friday, I've been playing Octopath near nonstop, and yeah. Other than that, I just yeah, bought it today. Yeah, I got it in the mail. It was weird. I uh, got something from Amazon earlier. My uh, USB cable for my keyboard that was giving me trouble for my uh, Xenogear stream. Uh, for some reason, my computer was having this problem where my uh, USB ports would like have a power surge and everything would go off, including the external hard drive. I kept my uh, so game awful. on. That's awful. So like it w- I would get read errors and that ended my second stream, like by itself, like uh, NBC approached me, uh, tried to talk to me about the tournament at Fajima castle. And like, suddenly I started getting read errors. I'm like, Oh wait, I can't do anything. And <laughs> yeah. So, um, 
uh, that's why you've been seeing me stream more often, and that's why there was that kind of tiny gap between my streams. And uh, I think I'll uh, do another stream tomorrow. And uh, I was going to do one today, but then I figured, you know what? Uh, I'm sure some people, uh, I'm sure like uh, some people would like to have some time for themselves. And <laughs> it's a Saturday after all. Yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah. It's 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 worth pointing out that yeah, it's great that you've been streaming that because it helps us a lot. But I should point out to the people out there that. On Twitch, uh, because of our frequency of our streams, we actually now have Twitch affiliates. And so what that means is that we now have the ability for people out there to subscribe to us, which is another way to really support our site. And so if anyone's out there is interested, you can subscribe to us just by going to twitch.tv slash RPG site. Uh, they've got different three different tiers you can subscribe at, which is $5, $10, and $25. I mean... Obviously, the more you want to subscribe, the better for us. But uh, definitely, uh, at the very base version of $5, uh, you get our emote, which is our confused Psyduck that we love so much on our Discord. Uh, of course, if you also have a Prime account, you have Twitch Prime. Uh, anyone who has a Prime account has access to Twitch Prime, which they're giving away like a ton of games this month. So you should have that by default anyway, if you like video games. I mean, come on. Um, but you get one free subscription uh, to a channel of your choice each month. And so if you want to subscribe to us that way, completely free of charge for you guys out there, uh, that'll uh, turn uh, go around and give us uh, some support. So we would really appreciate it if you guys did that. And like you said, Adam, you'll be streaming some more Xenogears. I'll be going back to Final Fantasy V pretty soon here so I can catch up on the uh, four job fiesta that I promised I would, I would get to. Um, just with all the craziness around Enemy Expo, I haven't been able to get back to that. And with other stuff I need to catch up on. And the yeah. fact that I've got another podcast tomorrow to do. So that's kind of been it. But yeah, you've got that. I've got that. We're planning on uh, more streams coming up here pretty soon. So people who are wanting to check that stuff out, uh, be sure to. And if you don't, uh, if you happen to miss any of it, we'll of course put it on our YouTube channel, which is youtube.com slash RPG site net. You've already done uh, a few videos for Xenogears, a few streams, and all those VODs are up on there. If people want to check that out. It's like a few hours each. So we're already a good ways in. I'm trying to go between two and a half and three and a half hours. Uh, I've been doing pretty well so far. I've, uh, for those who have played Xenogears in the past, I'm coming up on something uh, pretty monumental in the game and <laughs> pretty dramatic. Yeah, yeah. pretty, yeah, uh, pretty dramatic. And uh, I got, uh, we got rid of, uh, we've ended the stream last time by doing a bunch of dialogue because we knew that the next time we'd stream, there'd be a lot of action going on and a lot of uh, pretty crazy stuff is going to happen. And for those who play in Xenogears, uh, we're about to go into the mountains near uh, Nissan Sect to help out Bart and his fellow crew members to uh, take back his home of uh, Ava. What's Ave? Yeah, yeah Ave. Yeah, it's it's, a, it's it's hard to pronounce what, how to say that. <laughs> yeah, they don't never say it out loud. Nope, but, they know. aren't. Uh, outside of the awkward. Uh, conversations between cutscenes, they don't have any voice dialogue. Uh, but jerk, yeah, jerk. <laughs> that's, that's <laughs> every time you like, you were fighting those, uh, fighting back the invaders, and like, it's like, so that's how that happens, jerk. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's, the, it's, it's just that, uh, Ramses and Mian, uh, Mian, it's like, oh, jerk, <laughs> yeah. it's always catching me off guard, and uh, but yeah, I'm gonna, uh, when I get to a point where I can. I'm gonna try to do some grinding off ca- uh, off stream, so you guys don't have to deal with it as much. Like, I know there's a lot of combos you can learn, and uh, I know a good place to get a lot of them. And like, Actually, funny enough, <laughs> yeah, go ahead. funny enough that uh, 
last time I used that area at the combo, it was the time where my PlayStation 3 got the lot, yellow light of death after all that work I did. That's... And I lost my saves and everything. So, uh, But that, it'll just be kind of like a, a, heart, a bitter memories when I use that location again but yeah. yeah it's it's kind of a bummer that you're the the place that you're at right now because the thing the place you're coming up to right now if you hang around the save point you know i'm talking about like the merchant that's actually yeah. a, an amazing a place to grind out levels so yeah but oh well that's like something for I, another time you might know uh the location i'm talking about are uh sewers yes so you might yeah sewers and then a location that's coming up pretty soon so yeah, you might know yeah that's that's we'll probably talk about the same thing as far as the latter point, but yeah, yeah. Uh, be sure to check that out. And like I said, if people can support us, that'd be great. Otherwise, I mean, you don't have to. You could just come and hang out with us. That's very much appreciated as well. We'd love to have more people in that chat room. Uh, yeah. So uh, in any case, uh, yeah, any support is necessary. no commentary. So uh, for those who are uh, wanting me to talk over the music and the dialogue and distract you from the dialogue, <laughs> that's not going to happen. Uh, I'm. I let the game speak for itself, and uh, not to mention, I just, I wouldn't have much to contribute anyway. <laughs> well, at least the soundtrack is amazing, so yeah, that's yeah. always fine. Uh, so let's get into it then. Uh, let's get into the news of the past uh, week or two. Actually, it's 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 weird because like even if I say there's a lot of news to talk about, there's actually it's mostly announcements, which is great for us. So I've already talked, of course, about the fact that Starship and Nemesis uh, was announced. It was already announced about a bit ago, and then it finally came out uh, this past week. So, like I said, people check that out. Another thing that came, was announced was uh, Nelki and the legendary alchemist Ateliers of the New World. Now, this is the uh, big 20th anniversary uh, edition of the uh, uh, of the series uh, that we, we finally got here. It's been, of course, talked about at length in Japan. We've been posting about it, any translations that we've got, thanks to Kite. We've been posting that. But yes, this is the latest entry in the series. Um, it's going to be coming out uh, sometime this winter in America and Europe uh, for PS4, Switch, and PC via Steam, continuing that tradition. Uh, so the big difference here uh, is that um, they added town building on top of the normal crafting stuff. So that's it's a pretty cool feature to have. Uh, I actually don't really remember if Gus has ever had town building in its games, but that's. Um, there you know was an Atelier Meruru, the one with the with the princess. Yeah, I did not play Meruru or Tatori. I've only played Verona, so that's the Arlen trilogy. Which, yeah, because basically her dad's like, oh, my kingdom's doing so crappy. What do I do? And she just built the old kingdom for him. Oh, well, that's what a deadbeat. Uh, that's another problem that's also in, uh, the, what was it, Atelier? What was the recent one? I'm blanking on the name. Alidian Sewell, uh, just a bad, terrible father. Uh, so there's a bit of a, a bit of a through line with a lot of that stuff. But speaking of the Arlen trilogy, they also just announced that the uh, the original trilogy, which is Morana, Tatori, and Meruru, uh, those are the PS3 entries that came out. They're also getting uh, ports for the PS4 and the Switch, which is, uh, they're just uh, calling DX, which I guess is Director's Cut or something. But it's just basically everything that was in the Plus version, but now it's on the PS4. It's got all the DLC and stuff like that. I don't think there's anything else that's significant about it. I think that's just it. Uh, but they're getting separate releases. Um, but they're also, in Japan at least, they're releasing a uh, premium box with all three collected. That has not been announced for America. I imagine they're going to go through a lot more hoops because Sony is way more strict about when ports are released in America because they want something like significantly different that's why we could get the plus versions but i don't know about these dx releases so hopefully we get well to see like that. i'm i'm thinking that the 
was it the uh, Verona? I think it probably includes some exclusive 3DS content because they also made a 3DS version, which yep. changed the battle system. They but did. they also added one new scenario, so maybe it'll have that new scenario as well. But that would suck if we only just got that one, you know? Like, I hope that they can fight, figure out a way to lease all three, but once again, Sony can be super strict about that. They have been for many years. Uh, that's why we never got like the Yakuza games, uh, the one and two for the Wii U. Is one of the reasons why, also because the Wii U version sold terribly, but also because like, Sony was strict about that. And also the Wii U version looked like crap. <laughs> yeah, apparently they had a lot of trouble with that, but go figure. Yeah. Uh, but hopefully we'll get Switch versions of those games anyway. Uh, so, But yeah, uh, once again, this is the big part about that. It's just that they're trying to build up uh, Westwald, which is the city, uh, into something far more prosperous. And the other crazy thing about that is obviously tying into the 20th anniversary is that you're going to be seeing characters from the Salberg, Arland, Dusk, which is, you know, Aisha, um, Eskenlaji, and uh, Shally, uh, those entries. And then the Mysterious Trilogy, which is Sophie, uh, what was the second one, Chow? <laughs> like, um, fairy? Fairy? Uh, Ferris. Ferris. Uh, Tilly Ferris. Ferris and Lydian Swell. Yeah, so um, uh, that's that's the big thing. Salberg, actually, I what was the Salberg? That was the PS2 ones, right? Um, I think it was. Iris? I think it was the Salberg. Alir Iris. I, I never beat the PS2 ones. No, no. Well, also because we didn't really get those games here in the West, too. That didn't help. But all. we did get Alir Iris, though. Yeah, no. But I think Salberg is. Hold on. I'm gonna look this up because this is gonna bug the crap out of me if I don't get this. Uh, I think they're like the PS1 games. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it was, it was, Marie, the Alchemist of Salberg. Yeah, Marie uh, and Ellie. That was the that was the games PS1 that came out. Games, yeah. yeah, the ones that they showed off. Hold on, hold on, one at a time. What? The ones that they were showing off in. Uh, what was it? Uh, what was that one game with the uh, harm, harmony uh, music? Uh, Blue Reflection? attacks. What? Uh, what? Artanelico. Yeah, Artanelico. They had uh, some Atelier Marie stuff going on. Like uh, you'd like interact with the world. When you get far enough into, uh, I forget which of the girls is minds when you uh, dive into them, and that just kind of made, annoyed me because we were seeing all this stuff that we never got to experience for ourselves. Yeah, like you get sure. costumes from those games, but you also get to interact with the character, like uh, with some of the other characters in the game. Like it, it kind of annoyed me. But at least now we're seeing some resurgence of that as well as that translation that came out a little while ago. Yeah, that was uh, Tilly Mary and Ellie, the Alchemist of Salberg, I think 1 and 2. I mean, that's clearly, like, people want to play those games. Yes, they've been translated. Uh, the PlayStation game was translated a few months ago, so people are curious about that. those particular games and how they played. Uh, they're pretty dated, you know? The, like Everything uh, was pretty dated, but it's, you know, if yeah, you want to check one games, what are you going to yeah. do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they were 2D as well, which helps, but yeah. still, like, it's like this weird isometric camera angle, kind of like uh, Ogre Battle or something like that. It was a weird setup there. And it wasn't so yeah. much the focus on uh, alchemy as it is now. Uh, so that's, that's I mean, it was more compared to, like, Iris, but still, like, they were still trying to figure out what they wanted to do with that series. But that's, that. those are the trilogies, that'll be in there, uh, people can check that out, but once again, those will be out sometime this winter. And considering how late in the year, I mean, we're already past halfway in, uh, that means that we're getting to the point when, like, the American and Japanese versions of these games are getting closer and closer together. It looks like they're really trying to aim for closer to a simultaneous release, which is pretty cool. Uh, so that's that. 
Another big piece of news that came out was the fact that Code Vein, which was set up for a September release, a super crowded month at this point, that's been delayed to 2019. Um, as long as it doesn't go January or February. That's the thing. It's, it's getting kind of packed in there. It's kind of crazy to think that uh, we're also getting news about God Eater 3. Uh, so it's like there's this weird, like, I sometimes it's like I got to remember, like, okay, that's not, this media update is not for Code Vein. It's for God Eater 3 because their styles are so similar at this point. Not in terms yeah. of gameplay, of course, but the way they're presented. Yeah. Aren't they, like, similar teams or something? It's the same team, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, so uh, I'm not surprised that there is that kind of similarity. Yeah, it's it's clear like they're using some assets uh, between the two. But obviously, God Eater is a Monster Hunter type of game, and Code Vein, of course, a Dark Souls kind of game. So now, if a domino symbol shows up in God Eater 3... That's how you know. Then we know what that. really shared those assets. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's kind of interesting... Um, uh, I know. I think I'm, I'm. I think I'm the only person who's played Code Vein in this group. But yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Because uh, obviously it's not out in Japan. Um, it's also been delayed there. But there, there was clearness. Uh, it was, it was a clear issue with the game uh, when I played it, and I think I mentioned as much in my uh, preview I did from E3. But that's up on the site. That there seemed to be quite a lot of jank. Uh, there was a, a bunch of problems with the way that enemies were appearing and the way they try to attack you. But also, it had the same problem that I kind of have with God Eater and that the hits don't really seem to have any impact on the enemies. And so you just kind of like you're cutting through paper or butter. So you don't really feel the impact of your swings. Yeah, it's it's more like you're just doing all this work and the animal's like, okay, whatever. And then just I'll just do my thing, you do your thing, and we'll get together. Yeah, that's kind of what it felt like. Like, um, Which is kind of a big part of the Soul series in that your your hits have a lot of weight to them. Uh, you know, the whole aside from the fact those animation priority, which is also a thing in God Eater, of course, it's that when you're hit something, it re- they really feel it. And you see someone get like, knocked out and, and so maybe vein, some screen shake maybe some uh like not uh, like fall down or sail away or something like that yeah right? it, didn't, it didn't look great and it had some problems especially with the uh the uh depth of field and that a lot of things felt immediately blurry once you went outside the immediate immediate area so there was also graphical issues like that so it felt like it definitely wasn't set to come out in a couple of months like you'd expect it so this delay felt I mean, if anything, it felt really necessary in order to deliver a top-notch maybe game. A little, maybe a little reactionary to what they were seeing people react to, like seeing what they were saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, clearly what they were showing there. And it kind of, the writing was a bit on the wall because Ben and Amco had a panel at Anime Expo, but they never once mentioned Code Vein. So it kind of felt like, huh, why aren't they talking about this game that's out only in a couple months? It's because they're going to delay it, and they don't want to talk about it. So, <laughs> it's a secret shame. Yeah, yeah. They they don't want to answer any of those questions. So, that's that's kind of why that happened. But yeah, that's a delay. If anyone happened. did bring it up, somebody would get by and drag them off into like to a dark area. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you don't talk about that here. <laughs> those guys were kind of being idiots. The whoever the people leading that panel, they were making way too many jokes. I was just sitting there trying to cover news and they're just like cracking stupid jokes left and right. Like a lot of dad jokes. I kept groaning. I was like, I'm sick of this panel already. It's only like five <laughs> minutes and these guys don't stop making dumb jokes. It's like, get on with it. Yeah. Uh, but let's move on from that. Yeah, so basically a yeah, code vein delayed to 2019. They didn't give a date, uh, but probably sometime next spring before the end of the fiscal year because they still need to make some money off of that. Uh, but also um, Monster Hunter World. Uh, we finally got a date for the PC release. Going from Code Vein and God Eater to Monster Hunter World, talking about like a very successful release. 
uh, Moss Hunter World is going to be out on PC on August 9th. Uh, they shared some details about that. Uh, one of the big things is that because it's a PC release, they went uh, kind of all out in releasing it there. Um, that's going to have 4K, up to 4K resolution, and up to 60 frames per second uh, for the for the animation, which is great because on consoles it's 30. Um, because that's that was like one of the big controversies. Or at least so. you do if you, unless you get like an Xbox One X or a PS4 Pro. Yeah, but yeah, most people were experiencing 30 frames per second. Yeah. And I'm just wondering, does that 60 frames per second like? I've uh, had this problem in the, uh, with a lot of PC games where if you go 4K, there's no way you're getting 60 frames. You have to go down to 1080p, and I'm wondering if that's the case here, if they can't, uh, if, like, you need to have a beast of a machine to be able to get both 4K and 60 frames, or if that they're really trying to make it so that anyone that can reach that resolution can get that kind of performance out of it. I mean, yeah, we definitely have to have a beefy machine. I mean, there's definitely, like, capture cards out right now that support that, but hardly anyone can really run it consistently, even if it means just watching the stream of it. So it makes sense that no one is really up to that. I think people were more expecting, because this is capped at 60, I think a lot of people were hoping for, uh, like, an uncapped frame rate so they can really go mm-hmm. all out. But I imagine it'll have that same problem as, like, those Tales games do, is that once you or once you uncap the frame rate, then it destroys a lot of the uh, coding and the animation. Uh, yeah, so, I'm, I'm assuming like the dirt, like when the it comes with like, <laughs> it's a Dark Souls say, problem. For, yeah, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Is like some kind of like if you go uncapped frame rate, that has a hard time kind of keeping track of all these animations of like uh, timing and uh, uh, as for mentioned durability. And I just wonder because like there's a set, there's a limit to what like you can do. Like if you do uncapped frame rate with an action game, you're gonna see some jank. Yeah, I mean, the Mods Under series has appeared on PC before. Uh, was it called Frontier, I think it was? I don't know. It was online. Yeah, yeah, it was online only. It's only in Japan, but it's out like on three, Xbox 360, Xbox One, PC, and all these other systems. Uh, but that's only in Japan, but that's just, yeah, it, they have it on PC, but I believe that that is only 30 on on that game. It's also because it's an older game, so of course they don't really have it optimized for newer systems. But then um, also probably they just want to make it so they online... Uh, part uh, that it doesn't suffer because people not everyone can get to 60 yeah. but everyone can pretty much get to 30 which is weird because i wonder how that works on ps4 pro versus ps4 players um but mm. uh I, I you know it, it's it's it makes sense that they had to cap it but i imagine someone will figure out how to uncap it maybe edit some config files or something like that but um i'm, I'm interested in that maybe we'll see some mods uh, I'm, I'm very curious about that uh, because there's already some crazy amount of mods already out there for other other games like there, like 15. Uh, but looking forward to seeing what that what comes of that. But that's yeah, that's out in less than a month. So and we already saw like uh, some that dragoon armor. Uh, yeah, going up in Monster Hunter World from Final Fantasy 14. Some a lot more crossover going on in the same month. So I'm sure this is coinciding with a lot of that. Yeah, it looks it looks amazing. Um yeah. and I hope that this also with the release of this Sony needs to, you know, get off the high horse and accept crossplay because that's kind of the biggest bummer about a lot of the recent stuff like with like the whole Minecraft thing with Microsoft and Nintendo having a commercial basically blasting Sony. And, yeah. Yeah, it's that Sony is the one looking like an idiot here, and it's as long as they accept the crossplay, then we'll have a big boost to the servers because you're going to have like you know PC, Xbox One, PS4 players all being able to play these games together. And the sooner we it's do that, it's their hubris showing again after PS3, thinking they've done, but it's you know it's it's peaking in again. Yeah, I don't know. 
I don't I don't know where to begin with that because they said before that they want to have control over their uh, ecosystem and the way car- players act and they are concerned about who's going to be responsible if something acts up on a different platform like is Sony still going to be responsible for something that happens on Microsoft's console but Microsoft already said like we got a handle on this you make you think we don't like we d- we've been doing this for a while don't worry so we've been doing this longer uh, than you <laughs> yeah oh, they're just winning the competition and they just don't want people to go the yeah, they're coming up with excuses pretty yeah, much. It's it's kind of crazy, but um, like, what do you expect? Something like do you expect some kind of lawsuit to come out of this? What are you talking about? That's kind of what it sounds like is happening. I mean, it's clear that you won't like. Is this the same with Fortnite and that you can't take your PC? Uh, account with you to the switch so it's not like you're going to be able to use your same account across all the systems but you know just hopping on the same service would be nice uh but you know and i don't see really like unseen like uh, an unseen advantage of pc players over console players like with say overwatch Uh, like you'd have an argument for that but here i don't really think that that's really the case because i mean playing monster hunter with a p like a mouse and keyboard sounds kind of nuts anyway but that's just me uh, it's we'll playing see. a Souls-like game with a keyboard mouse. Just, I played Dark Souls 2 that way. It wasn't no, great, but I beat it that way, no. and it was dumb. <laughs> I shouldn't have done yes. it that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I just wanted to make sure I had better control over like the the platforming stuff, but whatever. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, so that's that's the other piece of news. We also got to hear that in a couple weeks after that, Shenmue 1 and 2 will be out on August 21st. If I'm mm-hmm. not mistaken, isn't that the same day as Yakuza Kwame 2 is coming out? <laughs> I believe so. Yes, that's the worldwide release. Oh, no, I'm sorry. It's a week after that is the 28th. Uh, it is when Yakuza Kwame 2. This is another reason why I don't really get when uh, publishers put out their release dates for games and that they're going to put Shenmue and Yakuza so darn close together because they're both Sega. Um, well, if you're in Japan, every game comes out on the same day. They basically have every single game at the end of the month. <laughs> And the reason for that because everyone gets paid at the end of the month. Yeah, or they like coincide it with the holiday or something like that, so that people have time to play it. That's like why Dragon Quest games come out on like on a Friday or a Sunday, so people have time but to play it. I'm gonna change it a little bit of the topic there. You know, it's like is that considered a remaster now? Because I heard that Amazon Prime is getting rid of their discounts for remasters and ports. No, or something. no that's. I mean, I know Adam's probably gonna bring it up too, but like, no. So it's apparently only specific ones. Um, and there's no real clear, clear rule about that. Like, for example, the Mega Man Legacy Collection 2, uh, which is going to be out pretty soon here, um, the Xbox One version has a discount. None of the other ones do. But people have been able to pre-order games like Shenmue 1 and 2. That does have the discount. It's all about looking at like the store page for it. It'll, it'll tell you. I don't really... I don't know if, Adam, you know, but I don't think there's any real like hard and fast rule about what is and is not included. I think it's about maybe the content. I'm not sure. It's probably like also like um, maybe it's with re- strict remasters or in the case of Shenmue, they have to do a lot to it. Maybe it's the amount of effort they have to put in. I can't tell with it's Amazon. So it's, it could be anything. <laughs> it's like, how do you measure that anyway? That's yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know, but it definitely is a thing. But I guess that's that that whole thing was brought up back in like March, I believe. That's when it first kind of appeared. And it's only been recently, including us, that we uh, saw it again. Uh, so I uh, yeah, I don't know what the rules about that, but at least with Shenmue One and Two, it does have the discount, which is kind of cool because it's thirty bucks normally. 24 bucks if you have a Prime account. It's important because since Best Buy got rid of their Gamers Club, it's really right now the only way you can get a discount on a game other than waiting 
uh, till it goes on sale, which honestly, like lately, that means like two months. <laughs> so it's probably not a big deal. <laughs> Uh, if people just have some patience, um, it's it's not, it's not a huge thing anyway. But I think that if it wasn't for the fact that uh, I think Amazon needs to have that discount in place because it means higher software sales. If they get rid of it, people will probably drop out of their Prime system. And I think right now, like half of America has a Prime account. I think that's like one of the recent statistics is like in, at least in the United States, at least 50 percent of America has a Prime account. And I don't think they want to lose that ground. Uh, especially if Walmart comes out with their own program, which might happen if they don't. Um, and the last piece of news that I don't want to get to is kind of what happened during Anime Expo. So uh, I've got my own anime podcast uh, that'll be happening tomorrow on our Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash RPG site. Uh, people want to watch that. So I won't talk about any real anime stuff uh, other than um, the games Good. that were announced. Yeah, people <laughs> hate anime anyway. Anime is trash. <laughs> But uh, let's talk a bit about the announcements uh, that were made. So I was only able to attend NBA Expo starting Friday afternoon. And before then, there actually were a number of announcements that were made. Some pretty cool ones uh, that I kind of want to go over. So I don't know how into um, adventure or visual novel games uh, Chow or Adam, either of you are into. Uh, but I kind of wanted to address some of the, the bigger ones that we've got here. So, um... yeah. You know, is it? Huh? Are you gonna announce? You know, like I think that's why I heard. What? No, the I, game. I, you know. Ah, uh, yeah. It's <laughs> you're looking at the podcast document, right? No, you're not. No, you're I'm not. not. Oh, come on, come on, Chow. Yeah, it's 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 one of the big things is the fact that uh, you know. Uh, has been announced for localization. So this is a game that's been that was one of the first uh, sort of classic style of uh, visual novel, like what basically set the benchmark for what visual novels came afterwards in terms of those different routes, the decisions you make can affect where where you go. So it's like a spiderweb in a way of, of where the plot can go from the decisions you make. So that was one of the first games that did that, and that was in the mid '90s or on like the PC ninety eight platform. That was like when it when it first appeared. Of course, it's been on a bunch of different platforms as well. Like there was like a Sega Saturn version, and that's actually what this upcoming release, uh, you know, a girl who chants love at the bound of this world, is all about. Um, and the bound of this world is actually it's 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 ties into the plot, so it's kind of it's got some it, it does it, there is a reason why it's called that, which is like a super long name, but that's also because yeah, Japan. it's like I was gonna say like oh wow, just tell us the whole story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, um, I know some little bits of it. I, I played the original, and yes. um, there's an English patch where they ripped the voices from the Saturn version to put on the PC version. Yeah, there's definitely an English fan version of that, but of course, this is the first time it's officially been released outside of Japan. I know, but that English patch did have the blessing of the original creator, or so I heard. Yeah, well, people say anything to get their patch not like taken down <laughs> and cease and desisted. Uh, but, but you know, um, that's good. This remake does not have the original voice actors, so if you don't, if you miss those voices, then it's gonna be bad news for you. Pretty sure. I mean, I would assume most people here don't actually have any sort of like nostalgic leanings towards the original voice actors. And from what I saw of the anime, because they had an anime of this as well of the remake, which is what this is, um, that, that that was actually pretty good. So um, I, I would be okay with that if they just use those voice actors. I believe that's the case. But yeah, once again, this is based on the Sega Saturn release, uh, which had a number of improvements across the board, not least of which being the visuals. Of course, uh, but also in terms of like uh, some of the other content, they added some more content to like that. A new, I think there's like a new path or two that you can take. 
but this will be out on PS4 and PC sometime in 2019. Uh, that's all they really gave us. But I think that was one of the coolest announcements. Because, uh, yeah, it's, it gives people who are visual novel fans a chance to play a classic in some capacity. Um, another uh, couple of different announcements here. I've got everything up here that I'm trying to like cycle through here. But there was also... Uh, Kotaro Uchikoshi, the maker of the Zero Escape series, which is like 999, Richard's Last Reward, and Zero Time Dilemma, um, that he announced his next project. So this was originally revealed back during GDC 2017 that he was working on a new project. Uh, and this is with Spike Chunsoft. And so what he's calling it is called AI The Somnium Files. And it, it, it's, it's this weird thing where like the title itself is... It, it, it's... Um, like AI, not only does it mean artificial intelligence, but I also means love in Japanese. Insomnium means dream in Latin. So yeah, he went really deep in terms of making just the title. I'm sure that'll translate very well. Yes, of course. Uh, but that's that's just how it is. Uh, but you know, it's it's also the fact that this is like the AI, the Somnium Files, is actually uh, ties into that way as well, uh, because it's a another detective adventure game. It's actually more. Um, it's not like, of course, the other games of, of the ones he's made. Because he's also made games like you know Ever Seventeen, uh, Remember Eleven, I think it was called. Uh, the, the, he's got like a lot of these like visual novel style games he's made for the platforms going back since like the the late nineties. Uh, actually, I think he's been around for quite a lot longer than that uh, making games. But he's old, yeah, pretty much. Uh, but this is set. Uh, it's a it's it's actually about a um, it's about a series of murders that happen inside of a uh, sort of a um, postmodern Tokyo. Uh, and that uh, he's invest he's like this investigator who's investigating a case a, a murder mystery uh but it seems like instead of uh going through it the normal way like just you know doing the beats uh he actually can enter people's memories and extract the information that he needs so it's got like the phoenix Wright stuff he's got like the little like the charm around his neck that he can enter people's minds and like get them convince them um but it's got a lot of different characters uh that are supposed to be uh, you know it's, it's really about like uh uh, trying to address some of the more recent topics. So it's very topical. Uh, like one of the examples it gives is that one of the characters is her name is Iris, who's an 18 year old high school student. Uh, she is a YouTuber who makes viral videos and records herself dancing and singing and let's plays. So they relate to us. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so it's going to be a virtual YouTuber. Another one. We're going to have another one. Of course. I think one of the coolest things is the fact they've got Yusuke uh, Kozaki, who's the uh, character designer for Final Awakening and No More Heroes. Uh, he's the lead character designer for this game. So it's got uh, a style that probably be a little more approachable, I guess. I don't know. Maybe something more uh, known to fact. I mean, I'm not dissing, of course, on the style of the uh, Zero Escape games, because those looked awesome as well. Uh, but, you know, there's something appealing about it, and the fact that this is a kind of a... Uh, you'll you have a lot more... It's an adventure game, so you can actually, you know, run around and collect clues that way. So it's a more approachable, I think, than people that maybe want to just play a, a visual novel-style game. But that's coming to PS4, Switch, and PC. There's no release date for that, just sometime soon. Uh, so there's soon, that. soon you're a balloon. So there's that. Another thing that came out around that time was Front Wing will be releasing Island. Uh, they're localizing that game. It's another one of their visual novels. It's actually got an anime that's going on right now, and uh, so I actually saw the first episode. So it's basically about like this island that was very um, prominent. And they've got like these families that are in power here. Uh, so it's all it actually the story revolves around the daughters of these 
very uh, prominent families. And on itself is like a lot of the businesses left. So they're kind of like, you know, they're on their last legs. When all of a sudden like this man washes up on the beach who claims he's from the future and tries to help them. Uh, you know, <laughs> regain the prominence. It's so he's insane. He's, it is insane. Uh, I will say the first episode featured one of the lead girls tripping and falling onto the man's naked crotch, and I'm like, okay, this is I'm done. <laughs> this, is, <laughs> yeah, this, is totally, uh, this is definitely one of those. It's definitely one of those. Um, it's it's no uh, trails in the sky. Thing. Oh no, it's that trails of cold steel thing where it's like, oh, do anything but that. No, we're just gonna go straight for it. I mean, it's kind of like trails in the sky, but the, it, the guy yeah, has. I, I really on, hate I guess. that trope. Yeah, yeah. I, I really hate it. Yeah, yeah. I, that's I, nothing yeah. to the plot. I'm sorry? Like, it adds nothing to the plot. Like, I hate those terms. I mean, <laughs> you're talking like, about the... the you're, you're talking, talking about, about when people each other's Hold on, we're all talking at the same time. You're talking about the self-insert protagonist? Not that one. The one where they tripped over, you know, onto Body Party and Want Touch, right? Oh. I hate that trope. Okay, usually it's the guys falling on the girls, so it makes some sense here. But it's, uh, yeah... Uh, it's weird. Uh, that, actually, the original game came out a couple years ago, so it's only now finding its way over here. A lot of it, of course, being that there's the anime going on right now. Uh, I have not seen the second episode. There were some parts about it, but they kind of shoved a bunch of characters into the first episode without much development, and it kind of ruined it a lot. I think that was like kind of the um, the the bigger problem that a lot of people, even fans of the game, also had, is that they kind of just shoved everything into the first episode and made everything kind of a confusing mess. So I might, I think I'll watch the second episode and think what I uh, see what I think about that. But that'll be out. Um, they actually, it's, it's just saying sometime on PC this summer for Steam. So that'll be out there. Uh, nice America also had their own panel and they announced uh, some different localizations. Some of which we kind of knew. Apologize. About. I'm sorry. No, they did not did apologize. Oh, we still don't know when Disguise Five Complete's coming out. So, uh, or Disguise One. Honestly, it's sometime this fall. Disguise One Complete, but Disguise Five uh, was a no show, which is a shame because that's the best version, and it's sad to see the not. I, I wouldn't say the, the best version, but the best entry. I assume the PC version will be the best as well. From based on, I think even they stopped updating the roadmap for Yeast Eight as well. Yeah, we don't know what's going on with that either. Uh, but the announcements they made, uh, some big ones. If you're a fan of the games that that uh, Nipponichi makes, um, your Fortnite princess's training story, which is what it's known in Japan, is being localized as the Princess Guide. It's this cool-looking dungeon crawler. Um, it'll be out for PS4 and Switch in early 2019. That's actually ga- the game I think I'm most interested in from them because I really dig the style. There's like this really fast, energetic uh, look to the way the characters uh, behave. Um, and then it's got that classic style, like the roguelike, um, that's kind of reminds me of, uh, what's it called? Um, like Clanad. Uh, not Clanad. Not Clanad. What's, what's the, um, Time what what yeah t- uh, gated time paradox yes that's yeah. that's the game um which is also based on i forget what those psp ones were called but um it's it's got like that top down uh pixelized it's uh god i'm going to i'm going to go freaking crazy if i don't think about what this game was called but it was on ps3 <laughs> uh and oh yeah the the wake awaken fate ultimatum was also kind of what that was but what was the what was the game that was on ps3 like assista that was the game i'm thinking of that that's it yeah so um that that's gonna be out that's gonna be out there as well and they also announced a caligula effect overdose which i'm sure adam vitali will be excited about because he covered the first game this is the isn't um, that's i'm sorry isn't that studio like about to shut down no they said they're just not gonna make 
game console games anymore. They're gonna focus um, on mobile games. Oh, for real? Yeah. Yeah. That's they it's weird that they're pulling out now, but it's the same thing reason why uh uh, Silicon uh, Silicon Studio is pulled out of the gaming market entirely. Actually, they're not. They're only doing middleware stuff now. They won't be making games, uh, which is a shame. Um, but that they uh, Furio, yeah, they recently said that they're going to pull out and only focus on mobile games. But they might do the thing where they go to mobile games, find success there, and might come back. But we'll see, because uh, you know there's a hell of a lot more competition in the mobile market. So I don't know why they think they can do better there, but we'll see. I um, is easy money. But yeah, I guess that's the, yeah. <laughs> It's kind of like, you know, the, just just an, another way for them to make money. But yeah, Caligula Effect, which is uh, Overdose, which is the remake. It's coming to PS4, Switch, and PC via Steam in early 2019 as well. So we got, those, those are some of the bigger titles. Also, uh, Death and Request, a Deer Factory title. That'll be launching as well. I don't have that up right now, which I probably should. Uh, but that's... Um, that's going to be also released in early 2019. The big thing about that, it's all, it's going to be on PS4, physical and digital. No PC release, uh, which is kind of shocking considering Idea Factory tends to do that. But that might come later because they tend to do that. Um, but yeah, the whole thing about that is that it combines a different a bunch of different genres into this. So there's like there's like a roguelike. There's a uh, there's a fighting game in there. Uh, there's uh, you know traditional RPG, turn-based RPG style to that. Uh, yeah, it's it's it looks kind of neat because you're basically going in, you're solving a a, a a mystery that's going into like a bunch of different types of worlds. That's why there's different game modes that you deal with, uh, and I like uh, I dig the style to that. So that'll be also happening as well. Oh, I should also mention, uh, Nice America is bringing over that RPG maker MV. XV, excuse me. I think it's MV, right? I think I, I missed. I, I, I made a typo, but MV, which is the um, the PS4 version of the RPG Maker game. Yeah, it's MV, company. by the way. Yeah, yeah. So um, I have not played anything related to RPG Maker since the original PS2 game that came out over here. Um, yeah, I played uh, a bit of the XP version that was like I think everyone pretty much touched RPG Maker XP. Like for the most part of just the, it was like probably like when it, the height of when it was like being made, like all these different games were made from like, I guess to the moon was probably made from that. Yeah. I yeah, think so and, as well. Uh, and, and I think like, uh, what was it? What's that game that Undertale, like. Undertale is definitely not it. Cause I think that was game. Uh, no, I, I meant the game that like uh, Undertale, like seemed to copy or at least look a lot like. Uh, <laughs> it was like it got a recent re-release, but anyway, uh, you uh, you're talking about uh, Yuki, Yumi Nikki, you mean Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yumi Nikki, yeah, that I used also. Uh, I didn't touch XV much because that just seemed to be more. Uh, I just uh, I, by that time I wasn't using it much, and I guess it just doesn't seem like uh, a game like MV can work well. Like consoles, like you can't really use JavaScript, uh, or at least I don't think they can so- find a way to solve that issue of using JavaScript because using, to be able to use JavaScript does, does add a lot of, to the games. Like they add a lot of, they, they try to work around the limits of what XV, in this case, MV would be. And um, I just, I just, there's probably a lot of limits there that you want it, it'll be like a good for hobbyists and the like but i'm sure that most people just stick with what they have on the pc 
Yeah, I mean, the big thing about the fact that it's on console is that they're promoting the fact that you'll be able to, you won't have to code anything. It uses like a lot of templates and, and easy solutions for a lot of that stuff. But, you know, that it's means... It's like the PS2 version. <laughs> yeah, that's the, that's the promise. But that was a huge pain to try to navigate with a D-pad and everything. Like you're trying to move the cursor around and set tiles and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I just don't think it really works well for consoles because you don't have the, yeah, the granular control that you would have on PC to really set your thing apart. But it's, you know, it's cool... Because, uh, you know, you can also, uh, you know, you can make games. We can also upload them so people will be able to share their games with other people to play online. So that's a pretty cool feature. But Is this going to be like the advent of Xbox? Uh, uh, what's it called? What was that? Uh, Xbox, like, uh, Xbox Indie Andy, Arcade? Uh, yeah, uh, uh, Xbox Arcade, yeah. Yeah, those like... XBLA? Those, like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. XBLA, yeah. Uh, all those crappy games. Like, now they'll have another way to make them. It's just... Uh, I mean, there's a lot of, there's some really good RPG Maker games. I just don't think that this is the place. I mean, if there was a way to download games made on PC on the PS4 and play like it that way. USB them over or something. Or just use the, um, what appears to be online servers that you can just download it from there from like the online database that they are apparently using for this. Uh, but, like, yeah. that would be, that'd be kind of neat. Uh, but it's, it's, it's something that... Um, you have to wonder how a game could read stuff that it's not capable of producing, though. Yeah. I don't know. It, it sounds like this will be kind of complicated. I don't know if this is the ideal version, but it's, you know, all the best to them <laughs> trying to make that work. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I don't know. It, it's, it seems like that might be more trouble than it's worth, but we'll see. Uh, so I think that that kind of covers a lot of the different news that we got. Uh, also, there's a virtual reality visual novel, Tokyo Chronos, that's coming out. That's all on Kickstarter right now, but I whatever. I don't know about that. <laughs> so that's that's this is the forget I said anything. <laughs> yeah, it, it's whatever. Uh, but that's it. Uh, so that was a lot of the different stuff that we got to hear from Anime Expo. Um, of course, like I said, tomorrow I'll have a podcast to talk about the anime side of things. So people want to be who are interested in that part uh, can check that out. Uh, but a lot of the announcements and discussions were a lot of stuff that we already kind of knew. Uh, just confirmations on release dates and included DLC and stuff like that. Ben and Emco was kind of a wash. They did announce that new Tokyo uh, Ghoul Re. A call to existence, I think. A call to exist, I think. But that's like a, yeah. an action platforming get kind of game, um, and whatever you know, it's 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 something that uh, Tokyo Ghoul Re. I didn't. Uh, it's weird. Like I like the other people I have at that podcast, with the anime podcast said that the recent season wasn't that great, and they actually did something yeah. terrible to a couple. I, of characters, I, watched, but... I watched the first season. I haven't gotten to that second season, but I'm no. sure I'll. I'll the second season apparently I said that I have the same I did the same thing as you and I, I heard that the second season actually isn't good <laughs> so I think we should yeah. probably keep with our memories of the first season and just relish in that part so. yeah the first uh, season ended so well yeah like, it, did. it did or at least it, it would have ended well if it ended when it, uh, the hair changed but you kept going a little bit further than that but no they went well beyond that you yeah, second yeah. season I saw the first couple episodes I'm like okay this is this is a lot different I, lo- I saw them in the lab coats I saw a little bit of that, and I just I haven't watched any of it yet, so we'll yeah. see. Yeah, but that's it uh, for our podcast. So uh, we guys can find us out. You can always find us on RPGSite.net, uh, which we've got. Uh, I did a interview with the producer and director of Zonky Zero, which is the new game for the makers of Duncan Uh That one is actually a dungeon crawler with a cool clone mechanic, so you guys can check out the, the interview I had with them. Josh also did an interview with uh, the creative producer and voice actors for Fate Grand Order, uh, so we got that up uh, as well. 
my review for Shining Resonance Refrain is up there, and also Josh's review for Octopath Traveler. All that stuff is on there, so people want to check that out as well. That's all available for you. You can also find us on Twitter at RPG Site, on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash RPG Site Net, YouTube channel, youtube.com slash RPG Site Net. Like I mentioned, those Xeno Gears VODs are up there. Also, you can find us on iTunes, your favorite podcast app, just search for TetraCast. You can find us on Discord. Our permanent Discord link is discord.me slash RPG Site. We've got a new Octopath Traveler uh, exclusive channel. You can guys, if you want to talk about that game, you can join us there and chat about it as much as you want. And lastly, I'd like to share where you can find us on Twitter. So I'll only ask the only other person here who's got a Twitter account, Adam, where can they find you? You can find me at A-M-R-E-E-S-E, A-M Reese. Yes, and you can find me at Zach Reese. Ciao, you do not have a Twitter, so that's why I didn't ask. So. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I'd like to thank uh, Chao Min Wu and Adam Reese. Uh, thank you both for being a part of this podcast. It's much appreciated. And also, as always, thank you out there for everyone listening to this edition. Catch us next week for yet another edition of the TetraCast. Bye, everyone.